Hey everyone, Chris Haddon, Jason Balin, co-founders of hardmoneybankers.com and REI360.net here with the REI360 show. Check us out any social media, hashtag the REI360 show. Okay, it's tax season and tax week and tax day coming up, so we are talking about taxes. Um, in the world of real estate as investors and agents and entrepreneurs in general, we're in a unique position. We don't have the same tax situation as a lot of the employee in W-2 world, and we need to plan properly for that. Sure. Taxes obviously aren't the most sexy thing in the world. When you mm -hmm. hear taxes, sometimes you cringe, but they're important. You know, I know everyone wants to go out and spend more time on making money, making money, and not paying the man, mm -hmm. um, whatever their tax bracket is. But at the same time, it's important. And we've learned a lot of really cool key things over the last few years as being entrepreneurs over the last 10 years, uh, how to reduce your tax basis and things like that. Got a really good show for you ahead. Check it out right now. Standard disclaimer, we're not CPAs or tax uh, preparers or anything like that. Make sure to consult your tax professional with anything you hear here. That said, a lot of business owners and business people learn about this stuff from other business people, not from CPAs, and then you go verify with your CPA. That's right. right? Because we're looking for different strategies. A lot of uh, accountants and, and tax preparers tend to be a little bit stuck in their ways. So we learn this stuff from other people like us, like you're doing now, and then, of course, go verify it with your tax professional. That's our disclaimer. That's right. Cool. Um, all right, so like I was saying, whether you've been in real estate or business on your own for a long time or a short time, um, you're, you're in a very different spot compared to a lot of W-2 employees, which is most of the workforce. And if you're making a shift into that world, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be new and things that are going to be different and possibly even difficult. So we're gonna knock through a couple quick things and then we're gonna get into some more advanced things. Yeah. So, so basic stuff, I Go mean, ahead. as soon as possible, as soon as financially possible, start making your quarterly payments. Don't save it up till the end of the year and have it in your own personal account and try to pay what you owe in April. Make your quarterly deposits as soon as possible, whatever quarter that may be. Yeah, I, th I think that's one thing that a lot of entrepreneurs and real estate investors don't even realize. A lot is, of people screw that. Is you're not paying tax at the end of the year, you're projecting how much money you're gonna make throughout the year, paying it quarterly, so at the end of the year you don't have one lump sum. And you know, there's always that question that our CPA asks at the end of the year um, is, how much, you know, are you guys gonna make more money next year? Are you guys gonna, gonna make less? Yeah. So you can adjust accordingly. Hopefully you make more, and the more you make, yeah, you got more taxes, but so be it. So make sure you at least have that in place for planning purposes. Yeah, I don't wanna go too much into that, um, but just a basic thing, just do it as soon as possible, please. Next, um, retirement account planning. Again, when you're in a salary situation, it's a very straightforward thing where X amount comes out of your paycheck every two weeks and goes to the 401k. It's done for people, it's very straightforward. When you're now in charge of that yourself, it becomes different, but there's pros and cons to it. One, the con is just that. You have to, be plan you have to plan and you have to make your own payments. It's not gonna be deducted from anywhere. So, the other side of that is that as a self-employed person, as an agent or an investor, and without employees, you have a lot of retirement account options, one of them being the SEP IRA. Um, and if you, depending you know, on your setup, if you're organized correctly, you can contribute significantly more than you ever could to a 401k. So that's the, con that's the pro side. I mean, there's good stuff that comes along with this as well. 
So that's just something general and basic that everyone needs to be focused on and just get organized there as soon as possible. There, yeah, and the rule of thumb is there's a lot of different strategies related to it. If it's um, college savings plans, if it's if it's uh, IRA, 401k planning, um, if you know if it comes off your top line of your taxes, you know those are little things that you can research and figure out. The solution is to figure out a way so it's kind of auto auto populated, auto paid, that it's just not hitting, we're, this is gonna get into the next topic in a second that we're talking about, but it's not hitting your personal checking account. As soon as it hits your personal checking account, it's probably not there. So it's probably gonna, dis di di it's probably gonna disappear. So make sure, let's say for instance, you know, uh, in Maryland for instance, you can do a college savings plan um, for, for your, uh, your, your kid, 2,500 bucks a month or whatever, auto pay, you know, just deduct the 209 a month, just let it come out, and then you don't have to deal with it. And all of a sudden, if you've heard about us talking related to the snowballing, you know, you start you start small with something, and over time, it just kind of auto-populates and just does it, auto-pays, and it just goes and goes and goes, and then over, over time, it does it. So set all that stuff, and that kind of leads us into our next topic related to setting up a business entity and an LLC and treating this as a business, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we're always firm believers that you kind of treat your um, your main account as like your operating account, like your main, your main either account. your main business account as your operating account, uh, as, you know, like your life account, right? And at the same time, if something hits your operating account, then you usually use it to pay bills and you, things yeah, like your that. Your personal account, exactly. Your per, your, per, your personal yeah, account. Yeah, life tends to eat up all that money. But at the same time, if you don't want that to occur, take all that money and pay it. You know, you can still pay it out of your business if that money's in there. You can pay it directly out of your business. Yeah, you still, you'll still get picked up as income, but at least it's not in your household finance account. Mm -hmm. So, okay, yeah, let, let's back up for a second, dive into the, the LLC thing, because that's an ongoing topic both in the agent world and in the investor world. And there's plenty of pros and cons, there's plenty of um, you know, issues on both sides. So one, a lot, if you're doing any more than a couple deals a year, I would definitely recommend running your business through a, a business entity like an LLC for a few reasons. And again, this is not tax or legal advice, go consult a proper professional for that. I'm talking about business planning and operation stuff because that's what we do. Like Jason said, if you're running your company finances, your business finances through your personal checking account, that's a mistake for a few reasons. One, like he mentioned, if it's in your personal checking account, life is gonna eat it up. It's gonna go to bills, it's gonna be spent, it's gonna be whatever. If it keep a, a certain amount of your money out of your personal checking account, very, very smart. When you have the organization of a business account, it's gonna be used for business stuff. If you want to, for example, let me ask you this. You have a marketing expense and you wanna pay X amount per month for marketing from your business account, that would feel very different psychologically than if that came out of your Exactly. Exactly. You would be much less apt to spend money on a proper on a proper marketing budget if it was coming out of your personal checking account. That hurts. Nobody wants money coming yeah. out of your personal checking account. It feels very different in the business account. Yeah, you flip sure. you flip a property, let's say you make twenty or thirty grand, you take what you need out as income, you put that mm -hmm. in your personal account and the rest is operating expenses. It's very yeah. it's very simple. You leave but, it, budget. but if you take that entire money out and you put it into your your personal finances, chances are it's, it's just gonna get eaten up with daily activities. That's right. just the reality or of it. Or it'd be so, too painful to put it towards the right stuff, even if it's still- Exactly, so it's smart just- logical benefits are, are huge. Yeah, so it's smart just to kind of leave it there. And also, when you do have the business side set up, you can track appropriately, you can get proper, proper software. 
it, you know, it just makes a lot of sense to keep, you know, your business and your household finances okay. completely separate. But then the, the downside to having an LLC, and I went through this process with a friend of mine who's a successful agent, and it would make sense for her to have a business entity. As soon as she found out that having a business entity, it's not just you know, written into your tax organizer that your CPA asked for. You're, you're keeping a QuickBooks file and you're filing a corporate tax return. As soon as she heard that, she's like, I'm out. Can't, can't do that. <laughs> like, no chance. That's going to happen. Um, so that's something that you have to get used to and get over, that it, it's not just another line item on your tax prep thing. It's a whole corporate tax return. Don't be scared off by that. It costs a few hundred bucks. I mean, you're talking very, very simple QuickBooks transactions. Some money comes in, you pay out some expenses, that's it. So don't get scared off by that. Although some people do, yeah, so let, be aware. Agreed. Um, let's touch real quick on some strategies related to buy and hold real estate compared to just fee-based real estate, because a lot of our a lot of our followers, yeah. a lot of our let's viewers are real, quick, are, are real estate investors. Too. So the way we define kind of fee-based real estate investing compared to buy and hold is fee-based would be number one, like a wholesale deal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pretty simply, you make five thousand dollars in a wholesale deal. It gets treated as ordinary income, short-term capital gain, ordinary income. Um, and that's it, right? It's just, it's just a fee for your services of wholesaling. And even flipping a property is similar to that because it's getting, for the most part, taxed on the exact same setup. It's just you know, income. Like, it would be short-term capital in, gains at yeah, the same rate. Exactly, so income. But there is ways that with buy and hold, rental properties, and, and some other ways. They're just making commission. Like the same thing with. The majority of the world of real estate is just fee money. Making that's right. fees for the services you're doing, and the fees can pay your bills, cool. But then there's the other side. Exactly, and the other side, and you know, and obviously there's benefits of both sides. Mm -hmm. But is the buy and hold, the rental, the rental stuff. You own that property for over a year. Your intentions of that property is a long-term investment. You get the depreciation side of things. You have the long-term capital gains, which obviously there's rumors of that number changing. Yeah. But at the same time, long-term sell eventually, you know, over a year into the future. But still, I mean, the difference between that long-term capital gain and a short-term capital gain on something like that is is huge. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it you know, the, the the percentage that you're keeping in your pocket is significantly more. So that's all taken into consideration with some of these deals. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of guys that we know, um, and us included, that we had a property that we thought was going to be a good flip property that ended up being a better rental property because hey, we hold on to it for a, sh a longer period of time, and then we and then we sell it even if we sell it for a smaller amount, at the end of the day, our net income ended up coming out to be more because the taxation on it was less. True. Yeah. I mean, I think a good rule of thumb, and we've touched on this before, is that if you're in real estate, buy and hold real estate, right? Yeah. You're in the industry, you know the stuff. Don't focus only on the fee world of making an annual income. Really buy stuff. It's going to create some, some longer-term wealth. Hold assets. Buy and hold assets. That's what the rich people do. I think that's what everyone else should do, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a uh, understanding and, you know, it's your responsibility to become kind of a, a black belt in finance, a black belt in taxes. I mean, don't just leave it to your CPA or your tax preparer to do this. Like, Chris and I have had to learn this kind of the hard way, and we've actually brought things to our CPA and said, I think we could actually try this strategy, or I think we could reincorporate and do it like this or that. and you know, it's just kind of trial and error and make sure you have the right people on your side to help you with that. And the best people to talk to are other entrepreneurs like yourselves that are getting to a point that they are making a lot of money and they want to save a lot of that money and they want to put that towards the right things instead of just, you know, paying the man for it. And, yep. you know, get, get in front of those guys, get in front of that sphere and, you know, by, by doing so and networking with those right people, you know, pay off dividends in the long term. No doubt. So. Just to recap, our tax season episode, get the basics down first. 
make sure you're doing your quarterly deposits, make sure your retirement stuff is set up properly. That's, I mean, let's get the 101, just knock that out. Then, decide if an LLC or a business entity is right for you. I think for many, many people in the industry it should be. And that's why we, we covered that stuff there. And if you're in real estate, just buy and hold real estate. You know, we're in the industry, let's just, let's just do it right. Don't have the super short-term focus of making fees, and I think everyone will do a lot, lot better in the long term. Thanks guys for checking us out. Cool. All right, 360 show. Till next time. Live, live and direct. Thanks to all HQ. the thanks to all the viewers that came in live and the ones that watch it after the fact. Until next time, take care.